back. I might be in jail. I might be anywhere. But when I leave, you remember I said with the last words on my lips that I am a revolutionary. And you're going to have to keep on saying that. You're going to have to say that I am a proletarian. I am the people. I'm not the pig. You've got to make a distinction. And the people are going to have to attack the pigs. The people are going to have to stand up against the pigs. That's what the pastors are doing. That's what the pastors are doing all over the world. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I want to first off and say sorry that we are a little bit late. We had some technical difficulties yesterday, Um, but very, very excited for today's show. Um, Before we get into that, I want to bring in the co-host, Karthik. How are you doing today? I am doing all right. How are you? Doing pretty good. Happy that... uh, Happy that we're able to get everything squared and 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 then um, uh, finally get things working. Um, but we might as well get into just get into it. Uh, we are going to be talking about Kendrick Lamar and how radical, how revolutionary is Kendrick's music. Um, and to be helping us out with this. Uh, we have Sudia as the host of uh, the Power Right Show, uh, which is a podcast on Vivo. Uh, he's a hip hop writer, host of DJ Tashi's classic Storm Radio podcast, authored many books, uh, including the ebook The, the Sudia's Crates, uh, which is a collection of essays from 2013. Um, and really, the list goes on and on and on. But uh, Sunez, welcome in, and thank you for being here with us. I would add one more thing uh, that Sunez, uh, two more things, actually, has got two new books. Uh, one is called The Real of 2021, uh, which was really my key to understanding the underground hip-hop world, because Sunez is like an extremely diligent uh, curator and, uh, and an editor who, who pays attention to the tiniest artist coming out of all the corners of uh, the hip hop scene and uh, really pays attention to every single artist and you know tries to be as fair and uh, as critic as you know s- serious about the criticism as possible. So Sunyas, I see that your mic is unmuted. How are you doing today? Peace. Everything is peace, man. Um, an honor to be on here. You cut off for a second. Can you say that again? Can you brothers hear me? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Now you're good. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a real honor to be on here. Well, and thanks <laughs> thanks for taking the time. Um, and so, Kendrick Lamar, uh, I think, obviously, world-renowned hip-hop artist, you know, to put it as plain as we can. Um, what I'd like for us to dive into is to actually, like, really analyze what is Kendrick saying um and and maybe have some actual possible alternatives for action, for real revolutionary art um and before we actually you know get into that, I did want to you know ask and even just you know kind of just say of like if we were just talking about nuts and bolts as far as the ability to rap i think we could all say Kendrick Lamar is, is talented, you know, the things that he's able to do with tempo and flow and, you know, it, it's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, but going past that, I think 
anyone really searching for a message is left wanting. Um, so I don't know if Sunya, as you want to take it from there, and maybe we just start. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Do you want to play the song and then like we can just like go over it? Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can start with that. Yeah, sure. With that. Celebrate new life when it come back around. The purpose is in the lessons we learning now. Sacrifice personal gain over everything. Just to see the next generation better than ours. I wasn't perfect. The skin I was in, I truly suffered. Temptation and patience, everything that the body nurtures. I felt the good, I felt the bad, and I felt the worry. But all in all, my productivity has stayed urgent. Face your fears, always knew that I would make it here. Where the energy is magnified and persevered. Consciousness is synchronized and crystal clear. Euphoria is glorified and made his. Reflecting on my life and what I've done. Paid dues, made rules, change out of love. The same views made schools change curriculums. But didn't change me staring down the barrel of that gun. Should I feel resentful? I didn't see my full potential. Should I feel regret about the good that I was into? Everything is everything. This ain't coincidental. I woke up that morning with more heart to give you. As I bleed through the speakers, feel my presence. To my brother, to my kids, I'm in heaven. To my mother, to my sis, I'm in heaven. To my father, to my wife, I'm serious, this is heaven To my friends, make sure you count them blessings To my fans, make sure you make them investments And to the killer that spared up my demise I forgive you, just know your soul's in question I seen the pain in your pupil when that trigger had squeezed And though you did me gruesome, I was surely relieved I completed my mission, wasn't ready to leave But fulfilled my days, my creator was pleased I can't stress how I love y'all I don't need to be in flesh just to hug y'all The memories recollect just because y'all Celebrate me with respect, the unity we protect is above all And Sam, I'll be watching over you Make sure my kids watch all my interviews Make sure you live out our dreams we produce Keep that genius in your brain on the move And to my neighborhood, let the good prevail Make sure them babies and the leaders out of jail Look for salvation when troubles get real Cause you can't help the world until you help yourself And I can't blame the hood the day that I was killed You had to see it, that's the only way to feel And though my physical won't reap the benefits The energy they carry on admit still I want you So Niaz, your first thoughts? Um, you know, you know what's interesting is that it's the, the real problem with Lamar is really the, the whole context of stuff um you know we're looking a lot of times when it comes to rap skill because they you know they constantly it's the it's the most commercialized uh genre that's ever existed you know so what happens is that people listen to let's just give a broad definition of real MCing or, or quality MCing right and just put that in a bracket every time people hear quality MCing in the mainstream level um, it's almost like the, the, the genre got reinvented or it's brand new again. You know what I mean? Mm. So there's no allowance for context, uh, no allowance for anything. I mean, um, to, to be honest, my perspective is almost can be worthless in many respects. And, and that I mean that because there's so much music now, I hear so much music that most people don't hear it. So if I say something is okay, um, it means I've heard more stuff like it. So the reason my context is important is because Lamar is getting hyped up like it exists out of that vacuum. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's right. nothing else as good. Um, the truth is this verse here is is pretty, it's pretty blatant. It's almost to say like um, that Marvin Gaye sample isn't abused and used. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's it's the same effect. It's uh, it's that he gets to clear the sample. 
No one can clear that sample anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right? right no right. one can really afford it anymore. Yeah. You you couldn't afford that sample if it was that overt and people actually found it or you had a moderate um if you had a moderate moderately known um underground label, they would never release that song because of that sample. You know, and people try to make it that the sample is exciting because it's using a, a more uh the uncut version or earlier version of what's going on. It's irrelevant, you know, because he's pretty that song pretty much could be made with the original, the, the release version. But um, right. once I heard the first verse there, it, it's every Lamar song. Uh, it's it's pull it the, the emotional tug. And I, I don't get too emotionally propelled. I did find something different. Um, I, I felt that he was more straight rapping and not over inflecting. I have this joke that when he rhymes, his voice sounds like... Um, like Kevin Hart when he does the they was creating, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I always had that joke. And um his inflections his inflections and his tone aren't as high pitched. So it allows him to to go straight around because a lot of people don't understand when you inflect a lot in the on the rhyme and stuff like like think of the extreme like old dirty bastard or something, right? Um mm. you're not gonna get a straight flow. So it was very interesting that he gives a straight flow song. Something that you are not gonna like turn any dial on a radio and fine today. But once you take away the veil of pop radio and, and pop trends, and when I say radio now, it has to include everything on the internet, hmm. every, uh, every piece of social media. So radio is really like a bigger word now to me. Uh, you don't find songs done like that. You know, so like the bar of what an MC is, is very, very, very low, you know? Hmm. And, um, the last thing is like, uh, when I mean that is like, uh, the context of time is also not relevant. So if you find MCs that rhyme better in the nineties or the two thousands or the, even in the 2010s, it, it becomes irrelevant to people, you know? So like, uh, no one is that forward thinking anymore. Right. Yeah. No, but that first bad. verse really didn't hold too much weight there. It is, it is the last words, by the way. Okay, okay. Yeah. The, uh, um, uh, oh, you just played the last one, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 I was zoning out there. I'm pretty sick of this song already. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, first two, the first two verses are really like a typical Lamar. The, the first two verses are really like um, depictions of the, uh, of the reality and how he shuns that as the culture. And by he doing it, he's doing it like facetiously, sarcastically, sardonically probably, right, if you really define it. As like, listen, they're killing us. We kill each other. That's the culture. You know, like it's all sardonic if you really think about it, right? Right. And yeah. then in the and third verse, the only time generally, this is a generalization of his music, but generally his most hard-hitting stuff is when he embraces the right ethos of love and and, and brotherhood and all those things, That's which was a theme of, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, Right. Right. When he embraces those, it only goes down as martyrdom. So when he depicts himself as a martyr, that's when you see the principles come from. And that's why I get tired of that because I feel like it's a, it really has been done before. I mean, that's the entire Tupac catalog. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it gets yeah. a little tiring to hear it. It's just that the difference is that Tupac didn't rhyme layered. Everything was emotionally inflected. Everything was, um, 
I always call, as a comparison, I always compare Tupac to Langston Hughes. The, the literature, the lyrics, the lyricism of it, the complexity of, uh, the complexities of it aren't really there. But the way that he was able to speak into the voices of distinct peoples is profound. You know, Tupac did that constantly. You know what I mean? Uh, he talked about having baby mama problems and he didn't have kids. You know, he talked about mothers and he talked about fathers. A lot like Langston Hughes. Mm. Lamar takes a lot of that, a lot of that and duplicates it. But because he's more dexterous, he actually has more word dexterity. He can put more words. He can layer them more. He can mm. say, he can say more technically. But when you look through the lyrics, he's not really saying anything else. You know what I mean? I think right. actually too, I, I, my, 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 I guess problem is something that like Tupac was able to do is this, or in like, I mean, many artists do. And I think there's a line between reflecting reality, you know, artfully, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and just utilizing, you know, this narrative. And this is something too that like when I, especially this, the, the, um, the Heart of Heart Five, Kendrick is, Rapping in an ideology of of uh, Bill Cosby and his viewpoint of the black community, you know, it's a very paternal, you know, hey, pull your pants up, young man. Um, and then, then when he starts to like over and over and talk about the culture, it is very, it's ignoring the actual, yeah, systemic issues. You know, it's like you, you make these reference to uh, the, 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 the issues of racism, police brutality, but doesn't ever go one layer deep deeper to say, what are the actual causes of these things? And yeah, when he when he just raps about the culture, it, it kind of puts it on the onus, you know, on the listener that you've got to do something within your own life um, to fix the rest. Um, and that's kind of like my issue is very, very paternalistic and, and, and I don't think it's very helpful to add to that. Like one more thing I would Hmm. say, uh, is not only is he like putting the honest on the listener, he's kind of leaving us in the dark as well, because he doesn't really have a path forward. And it's like, if anything, he's kind of insinuating that he seems to be leading by example, which is like, a you know, a a sort of more creative Jay-Z like rather than if Jay-Z is like the business end of this, then Kendrick is the more of the creator, uh, genius creator kind of site where it's like, you know, do what I did kind of, um, you know, attitude that he's bringing to the table. Um, and and Sonia, you're, you're absolutely, I feel like you're spot on when you're saying that like uh, he, the maximum impact that he has had is in like, in, is in emphasizing the brotherhood aspect. But even that I feel like is kind of missing uh, in this track, especially because it seems to be directly asking uh, people to be like him, which how many people are there who have the chance to become like Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, very true. Now, the only the only problem with that, right, is that that's most of hip hop, right? Most of hip hop has that sense of martyrdom with them. You know, <laughs> my thing is that it's a combination, right? I'll give you a good example, right? Um, when you read the the business of, of hip hop by, um, uh, Dan Charnas, right? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I hated the whole book because it, it, I, I didn't like the idea that business was necessary to the viability of hip hop culture. You know what I mean? Hmm. And, and me being so anti-capitalist. However, 
the um one of the things they brought up he brought up in there and and I thought he he messed up here too but we could go all all day how how this in 700 pages of things I had disagreements with but um when he he made note how he found it hypocritical of uh, of an article by um what was his name the media assassin I'm forgetting his name um Harry Allen, the media assassin. Remember when Public Enemy used to always go, Harry Allen, the media assassin, right? Yeah. And he wrote a piece that was saying that it was kind of hypocritical that Beastie Boys would be seen as the kings of hip-hop, right? When you had Run DMC. And he took it as like racism because, like kind of anti, like being raised counter-racist to Beastie Boys for, for him to write something like that because Beastie Boys looked out for Public Enemy. And my whole point I, I disagree with that a hundred percent because us as writers, we're looking at things in the culture. The entire point is that we're supposed to look at things and realize that the use of an artist by the people, right, can be totally different than what the artist really is. You know, so it's almost like Kendrick Lamar is being used in such a way that doesn't merit his use. You know, he's used as an exceptional lyricist that represents a struggle, right. and that could be the case but also representing a revolution, which he's now embracing when he talks about new revolution and doesn't name anything to do with it. Um, that's a lot like that. So when Harry Allen wrote that article, it wasn't to downplay Beastie Boys. It was to say that racism does come into play when they cover our artists, right? When they cover hip hop music, that a great hip hop artist might be lauded over another great one erroneously, right? This is the right. same case with Lamar. So I wrote about Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly seven years ago, and I said all this, that everything that we're talking about now, I said this, you know, that he's seen as like a, 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 some kind of icon. I, I'll quote you, um, but I saw it as his depictions and critiques that you were mentioning about uh, Black Demise and that paternal vibe. It, it comes across to me a lot like Obama. See, this pseudo-woke... Um, revolution that's going on though is really one to me of more criticism than actual revolution i find in a lot of revolutionary circles that i go around though they have no knowledge of real revolution so like they don't really know any of the you know they talk about ancestors but some of these people are alive like i'll be in, in cyphers and they don't know who the young lords were and they don't know young lords that are actually still alive and contactable same thing with black panthers um it so we see a real disconnect of what revolution is. And throughout the 2010s, Twitter has molded that. And it becomes where Lamar might be actually considered deeper now than he was then because of it. You know? Yes. And, and I said yes. This, here's something I said about To Pimp a Butterfly. Quote, I said innovation is incorrectly lavished upon the rapper, Kendrick, when character imagery is over Mike. Is, is chosen over my techniques, the relaying of solutionless, unfocused dread over targeted wrath, the honesty of hypocrisy versus the actions necessary amidst contradiction, condescending, clever posturing over astute boast is the new way. That's how I described that album before. And it feels the same way here because even if Lauren London is okay with him morphing into, you know, the great Nipsey Hussle, I really had a problem with the third verse. Because mm. it's like when he embraces, I don't care if they say that's the culture, then I'm going to embrace my brothers and die for it. 
but he puts it in the face. It's almost like if we're doing it religiously in the name of, he's doing it in the name of Nipsey Hussle. And I don't see where Kendrick Lamar has taken those bullets. Uh, we just went through COVID. We just went through lockdowns. We just went through vaccines that are controversial. And I didn't see, I don't see any stands taken during that time. And I still find it hypocritical to all artists. And I've called all of them out to make music now and be critical of things that already happened when we were living it and suffering and then make a song in 2022 or 2023 about we just suffered three years ago, two years ago, you know, and it, it's this post uh, uh, um, analysis. And we basically have like armchair revolutionary lyrics hmm. because they weren't out there when it was happening. And it, it just it, it really stung. It really approached me the wrong way. And people will compare it to Nipsey Hussle himself. Nipsey Hussle's the detail of Nipsey Hussle's lyrics, one could say is the same, but it's really not because Nipsey Hussle was very personal, but he didn't give detail as to what he was intending to do in the lyrics. You see? But mm-hmm. he was giving intention of the mentality needed to take over a neighborhood. And that was very clear in there. I don't see any intentions in here. I don't know what he intends us to do here. And the last verse is really where it was supposed to come home. And it was more of a religious verse. You know what yes. I mean? For us yeah. to cry about Nipsey and and feel bad for Nipsey and Kobe. You know? And, and you know what's funny? He chose them because Nipsey outside of the booth was a great educator of what he was intending to do. And Kobe, after his uh, basketball career, is probably one of the, I, I'm going to put this out there for me personally, the greatest, for, you know, sports educator I've ever heard as far as life, as far as how to play uh, on all these levels, especially, especially with social media, the, the you know, the, the, the award he won for what he, what he won, the, the Oscar. I mean, he was really doing that. He was really educating. He had a real plan about how he would educate. So I just don't see these things in Lamar and they wouldn't be an issue. It'd just be another good conscious song, but he's heralded and he's, you know, he, he's put on a pedestal. So it's almost like criticizing a player, not because they're really that good, but because they've been given that mantle as being the goat or something, you know? So we right. end up in yeah. these conversations. Which you, know? you had mentioned, uh, beforehand you had mentioned Obama, which, you know, it was like funny cause I, I, I made a meme and I put it in the chat, but it was basically, you know, put in that deep fake that you know Kendrick was doing but Obama is Obama's face on it and saying uh <laughs> they sent us on a boat now you got to vote um because that's that's the sense that I get right is that mm-hmm. you you like and I, I I mean like that picture of you know at least the, the picture of Obama going to Flint Michigan and pretending to drink the water that's mm. that's what I'm getting from Kendrick's lyrics and the thing is, too, is that right after that, it's like, don't get mad, vote, you know, is that is 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 with the mantra, um, and and like you're even saying too, and like I don't know, really make this all about politics, but I think this overlaps very well of these continuing issues where people are saying, or at least rhetorically addressing the issue, but these it keeps coming again and again and again, and and so. Yeah, you know, we could be, what, 10 years down the road, and as long as people aren't listening critically to his lyrics, he's going to make the same song over and over again. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, and and yeah, uh, you, so, sure, sorry. Sure. Uh, just like uh, to add to this again, uh, the the point that you made about uh, he's being heralded as the goat, and so we're treating him as that. It it kind of feel like it's kind of also important to recognize who is calling him that. Uh, so uh, I was just saying that like there was a there's like he's being portrayed as a sort of outer limit of what a revolutionary uh, artist should be uh, within the industry standard. Like any more revolutionary than that, and like you would not be acceptable uh, to the industry. And I feel like that's what's going on with him. Uh, so yeah, uh, go ahead and like, uh, you know, you, the point you were trying to make. Yeah. I, you know, I agree with you. And when we talk about the same song, it, it really is because at the end of To Pimp a Butterfly, he's really speaking as Tupac, you know, so he used the same device on this song, you know, so it, I, I only was impressed with the song. You know, I only was impressed with the song because he was rhyming more straight up. So it allowed him to put more lyrics in it. And you don't see songs with so much lyrics in it, like actual word count. You know what I mean? Um, that are in the mainstream and stuff like that. But um, I definitely didn't find the beat anything special. You know, uh, I don't know how many times I have to hear what's going on sampled, you know, before I get tired of hearing that. You know what I mean? So, and, and I still think what's going on is the greatest soul album of all time, but still. But, um, you know, it's just it's just interesting because since To Pimp a Butterfly in these seven years, what I call, you know, this era, the invisible renaissance, um, sadly, it, it stays more invisible in many ways. And when people think it's becoming more visible, where you see these artists, all these great artists, then comes along another Kendrick Lamar song. And it's almost like no one heard an actual rap song, you know? Because yeah. it's, it's very possible to argue, and I argue that until this Kendrick Lamar song, most people that are heralding this haven't heard a rap song. Uh-huh. So everything that I hear out there, everything from Future being on a GQ as the best rapper alive, none of those are rap songs. Uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, anybody, none of those are, are rap songs. Those are all that's all dance music with talking on it. There's no flow, there's no cadence, there, there, there's no lyrics. Those are all just dance songs, you know, used in the formats of, of rap music. So when you hear Lamar, you're actually hearing a rap song. And that could be the thing, too, you know, like you, you have, it's all GMO. So you haven't had like a real meal. Mm. So you hear like something average. It's like you're out of the desert with it. I get that. You know what I mean? I get that. But, um, and that's what I was saying about whatever context I have. I mean, I wrote a book where I reviewed over 800 albums from the last two years. Right. You know, so the the context that I'm coming from is so large that, you know, it, it blows me away. That's why I call it the invisible renaissance, this era. Since And I've been saying it's from 2010 on because there's so much music and so much legendary music that – um it gets dwarfed. Here's another argument for Lamar that people make. And it's one that I wrote about years ago. So I can quote what I said years ago. And this will have, this is the prophecy after Friday and his album is released is that unlike other rappers that can rapidly rap, they'll use that excuse. Like they just rap about defeating other rappers, right? Which is untrue. Um, they'll say that unlike those other rappers, even if they're deep, they just make rap songs. And what Lamar makes is art projects, right? But throughout the 2010s, the era that Lamar came on, 
there were bigger art projects, you know, and just like in the 2000s when we had, you know, the great MF Doom dominate the underground, just dominate the underground. I mean, I always give that one example. There's only one example to show how big it was, the cult following. No, I've never seen a record. There's no record in history, even if albums you consider greater, whether it's, uh, you know, Public Enemy Classics or Rock Him or Karis One. No record, no album has been released in so many different ways as vinyls, as lunchboxes, as like cartoons, as toys, as Doom's uh, debut Doomsday album, you know, so he dominated the era. But the 2010s that Lamar comes out of, there was a there was there was a, a Doom level MC that was dominating in that fashion where you saw something never done before done repeatedly. And that was Ka, you know, uh, Ka from Brownsville, you know, uh, with grief pedigree, with all of the albums that he released, self-produced by himself, um, really was the overt, probably the most overt pioneer MC to get rid of total drums on his, all his records, you know what I mean? And, um, and made him into art projects where he was using themes, where he was using ideas, and, you know, like Honor Killed the Samurai and using the Bushido as the, as the, as the guiding force and, and so many other works. Um, and taking differences to another level. Um, you had big MCs that were legends before, like Farah Manch, you know, his PTSD mm-hmm. album that were thematic and art projects. So the, the era was filled with them. So everything that Lamar does to me, and this is where the blasphemy comes in, where I get canceled or whatever. That, uh, they're all B level. Mm. Every single, every single aspect of Lamar's abilities, uh, his projects, his works, to me is a B level rapper. I do this joke, and I always bother my other brothers, the MCs that I know, and everything like that. Um, where I have this MC NBA, you know, and I, I say how many points a game they scored, and. I always say that Kendrick Lamar scores 20 points a game. It's 20 points a game is good. You know, you deserve to be in the NBA, but you know, you're not, you might not make the all-star game. You know, you might not, you know, you might not make it. And with the song that he made, it, it probably is a 30 point score. You know what I mean? Because it's a long, I give it, I always, because I love lyricism, I tend to give long verses a bigger grade, like in my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And he did keep people's attention. Right. And it was dexterous. He doesn't one thing about Lamar here on this song. He doesn't make mistakes with his flow like he's not off timing and stuff. And that is the most difficult part of the record, because what he's sampling, he's not they're not chopping a portion of that song. They're letting it play. So that becomes difficult, you know, but it's something that Ghostface has done plenty of times. You know, what I mean, there's an MC. There's an MC um, out of the Bronx, uh, Blue Azul, B-L-O-O-A-Z-U-L. Azul means blue in Spanish. Hmm. Boricua MC, Puerto Rican MC out of the Bronx who gets productions by the great Spanish Ram. And um, constantly Spanish Ram plays them whole loops of crates you've never heard, but will play them the entire vocals through the song. And you'll hear Blue Azul rhyme with all the syncopations, all of the change-ups, all of the bridges of the song in perfect unison. And it's it's a marvel. And, and it's examples like that that I say, wow, like um, I just saw somebody dunk on a 14-foot rim. So <laughs> when Lamar Two-Hand jams it, I'm like, 
yeah, it's all right. You know, it's all right. He gets to, he gets a spot, yeah. you know, but we see so much better and it's so much out there that it, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's not surprising though. Now, how how well, much is, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I, I mean, we've got, um, a few, uh, examples of, uh, you know, alternatives, you know, actual, right. you know, something to say, but before we get into that, I kind of do want to, uh, put a cap on the Kendrick talk um, with the with the perception of mm. you know this this you know that, that like he's doing something that has never been seen before and you know yeah we've come to like this like post history like time period where like yeah like you said like every time something happens this is the first time it's ever happened there's no frame of reference there's no context there's no history um, but uh, one so Kendrick had released a picture. Uh, and you know, it's him with, you know, there's a lady, uh, with a baby, he's holding a a toddler, he's got a crown of thorns. Um, and there's a response. How original, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) It's the the crown of thorns. No one's ever done it before. Um, but, uh, there's a response to this that I'm going to read. It says, notice how the brown skinned wall has those weird white spots on it. Well, that's actually a metaphor for how whiteness infects black spaces. Same goes for the white shirts that are literally covering their black skin, thereby assimilating Kendrick and the girl into white culture. Oh, that's that, that's that's pretty profound, man. Like that, that the thought of like, um, I I wouldn't have come up with that. I don't know. I, I couldn't have possibly come up with that at all. I read that and my brain started melting out of my nose because <laughs> it's like you said, like the it's it's Kendrick is an artist, is a genius artist, and let us say whatever rambling, you know, to continue that narrative. Yeah, it's almost like uh, they yeah. want the artist to be a very. Uh, bland version of uh, a genius so that people can project everything that they can in a kind of way. I mean, like the, the comparison is brilliant, really. Like uh, I always love how Norm Finkelstein says that Obama wasn't that smart. And like, that was the whole point, like uh, of how like Obama is like supposedly the, the smartest dude to have like taken the Oval Office, etc. But it's like basically uh, in a kind of way, he is supposed to be a, a representation of low expectations for a black uh, man, like that he's supposed to be smart for a black dude, that kind of thing. Um, And I feel like in this kind of way, Kendrick is coming across as that as well. Like he's supposed to be intellectually superior um, in a certain sort of way, but he's actually not that much of a genius as he's being portrayed. And I also wanted to, you know, get this in there, uh, how much of Kendrick's music is uh, and success in music as a musician is owed to the the unit that he has like and at least this was true of Pimper Butterfly um like he had Robert Glasper and like Kamasi Washington and uh the uh, the Thundercat on the on the album and like so many so much of the production takes care of like you know it, it lifts so much weight um and I don't see a lot of attribution of his success to the the amazing cohort of like musicians that he works with um and yeah, that, that is, that's another thing that I wanted to also get at. Uh, but we we should definitely, I think, like move on to talking about who we consider to be, uh, you know, part of the Invisible Renaissance, as you as you point out, Sonia's, and uh, mm-hmm. 
you know and and who you would think are uh, pretty compelling alternatives to the kind of genius that Kendricks is um incorrectly portrayed to be and uh, the fir- first up is definitely you know it's it's our uh, f- uh home home team favorite because he's been on our <laughs> show at least on Twitch a bunch of times um hey. and uh, we'll we'll get to playing napoleon's track and then uh, we'll get your thoughts on why in each track i think this is how we'll do it like we'll play the track and then we'll talk about it and we'll get your thoughts basically on why or how you think this artist is doing something unique or superior to uh, what the mainstream perceives to be uh, you know a successful mm. rapper all right sounds good I don't engage with the fake crowd just to see him show love and then flake out back in the day they didn't know my name now they want to hit your ride on the cake route the promise of a better life swimming with sharks in the water try not to let them bite change my angle for better light get the dough then we dip in the dead of night I don't be liking a lot of heads still I try to stay positive when I can try to temper my temper when temperatures rise and throw their heads in a frying pan case you ain't noticed the market is shrinking you do is broke why you talking about business looking for gold at the end of the rainbow high for a sec then they drop the next minute seen carnage and cheating they robbed the achievers gave it to robin may eve out of adams guys and the demons who walked through medina caught a believers in thieving my passion part of my creeds was dark demonstrated they promised us freedom in gardens of eden plot and they killers using our labor illusion the choice they be using our data it's all economics a promise of riches propping up puppets who flash their pistols flapping their gums in a struggle for power Well, compared to their owners, they scrap it for pennies We tend to slip up with the enemy They try to farm and use our energy Try to calm us with a couple songs While they compromise our identity Sold the stories and mythologies Allegories and false truths Threats and purgatories While they're burning bodies Like it's Chernobyl and it's not Not new Everybody trying to get the bread Stepping on each other just to get ahead Beds in the hospitals getting scarce Hooked the ventilators trying to get a breath No sabbatical, no rest This supremacy is a known threat Got a long way to reach home, yeah It's a slow burn on a cold flesh Dwelling within urban whereabouts My crib feeling like a warehouse Merging the packages, merciful traffic Is clouding the thing that I care about Jesus and Judas and Caesars and Brutus Is dealt with betrayal so much I got used to it Then I changed my mentality Dealt with reality like a Confucianist yeah. Truthfully Douse my check with more gasoline They can choke when they mention my name in songs I could decapitate your whole cavalry No cap, I can take your whole faculty What's your knowledge base? That's for my cup of tea You got politics or just holler shit Better come correct before you fuck with me apologize for the little extra um remix that my phone had thrown in there um <laughs> but either way senior what do you think yeah you know um Na- napoleon when you mention like great mc's that are overtly revolutionary overtly revolutionary and i say this because we have to people assume that they understand what rap lyrics, lyrics are are all about and if i talk about what's revolutionary it depends on the lifestyle that you're looking at and the people that are you know they're not mainstream at all and they live different lives and they talk about lives of people that suffer 
and people that go through hell and not all of those those MCs that really represent that um that they're overtly revolutionary right so they're abstract they might have deeper ideas that come across much more abstract than one would think so in the ones i suggested napoleon has to be number 1 because he kind of can do it all you know he can be very abstract like this whole album the mason the medici album um it's probably his most abstract rhyming and yet he still had that song fall of caesar that was very overt in his revolutionary stance you know someone that last year he made a 20 minute song called the end of the un, the end of their world part 2 you know uh, talking about the pitfalls of all of this world and the industrialization of the world and the horrors of the world but um even on this song he had lyrics that that to me were pro- profound you know um Part of my credence was dogged and mistreated. They promised us freedom, gardens of Eden, plotted to kill us using our labor. Illusion of choice, they'd be using our data. It's all economics of promise of riches, propping up puppets who flashing their pistols. You know, in this double time flow that he doesn't even use all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, he just made it artistically brilliant, you know? So, he, you know, it, he, he's always in the running. He's one of the greatest MCs I've ever heard. And the more he makes music, the more he's up there all time, you know? Uh, just a real, yeah. a real great. And something even like from the perspective is that, you know, we went over before like Kendrick is that like very paternalistic, like I'm, I'm, you know, like the culture thing, but um, that's something with Kendrick or something with uh, Napoleon the legend. And, you know, I'm sure the rest is the perspective of like Napoleon is one of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's, it's a perspective of coming from, from the people um, and, I think that comes out, you know, um, as not someone that's talking down, but just talking to. I mean, someone who's uh, actually getting into issues that uh, the average person can relate to, uh, even in the verse that you just like uh, almost as effectively as Napoleon's bit just now. Um, so he's talking about like taking your data and uh, uh, somewhere else he talks about like going to the doctor and having mm-hmm. trouble doing that and stuff like that. And uh, Napoleon actually uh, had to go through a medical procedure and all that as well, like recently. And like he he, he does like talk a lot about it in his um, lyrics. He gets up close and personal. Um, and the, the way that he's relating to the audience is not by telling you that like you got to become like me, but... Uh, that I actually understand what you are going through. And uh, that's something that we don't really uh, hear from. And I'm, I'm not just like singling out Kendrick here, but when was the last time that you hear a, a mainstream hip hop song in which uh, we actually uh, think that the rapper is leading a life that we can relate to? And how important is that even? You know, it's like, it's it's kind of almost like impossible to uh, expect that even because the the industry is just completely tailored to uh, a, a hip-hop artist as an image. Uh, the image of an, a hip-hop artist as like a an extremely affluent, successful, like doesn't have your problems anymore type of character. Um, mm. And it, 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 it makes us question whether, you know, we want more Napoleons or, uh, you know, do we want these stars who are supposed to inspire us by, you know, telling us how they are not like us? Agreed. Agreed. I definitely see that. You know, um, the MC often talks down to the, to the audience, you know, and, um, it, it served to have be a detriment for a lot of MCs. And in this era, most of the great MCs do a little bit of both. 
You know what I mean? And with Napoleon, he almost always talks with us, you know, and that that's a rare trait without making it sound corny or anything like that. You know, it's it's hard to do. Yeah, which and then uh, uh, something that I mentioned in one of the interviews we have with Napoleon, um, you know, I mentioned it was like how many times he'll throw a reference to the like climate crisis. Um, and, you know, it was like, his his like you know little response yeah but not in a corny way and it's like yeah yeah it's like you're talking about what's happening in the world you know um and it's a very much of a conversation that, you know like that we are having together um you know uh which yeah you don't get a lot and even too of like even be able to like rap about some of these ongoing you know world affairs Instead, you know, tying that into the the, the, the regular day to day, you know, life struggle, um, I think it's very important to put like, yeah, <laughs> just reality in the context for people and for the listener. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and and enough to be said about the produ- production that he uses here. The, this whole album, particularly, is done by Clipto, who's you know really one of the new shining stars on the uh, you know on the scene, and um, his crates are deep. You know, what I mean, you're not gonna. And not to, you know, <laughs> beat it down too much, though, but I can't help it. You know, you're not going to hear what's going on uh, as one of its samples. <laughs> you hear new, new crates, you know what I mean? New crates. Yeah. Because the challenge is still out there for producers to do stuff like that. And that also gets uh, thrown out the mix, you know? Yeah, very true. Uh, uh, you got another example that you, uh, that you suggested, uh, which I think is... Uh, ill conscious uh we'll uh, we'll have you speak about this uh artist after we play this play the track oh yeah yeah What's the margin of man? Flat with all of my bargaining chip, taking losses, caulking the grips of this bipartisan shit. Fingers balled in the fist, who front and side with me, confidence ends. They collecting the data to play how market the trends, so they offer the sin. Righteous divine clash with the sabotages. Strap with gats in the armor, all of the caskets astronomic. The pot of tricks got a sin of varnish, impacted longest, immobilized the mind to the masses of catatonic. A family close to the flowers without censorship. The swam close, but that's going without mentioning it. With if we went up in the White House with the Senate lid, wiping the mouth of clout in the house of the representatives, political science, and you submit without understanding mechanics, the workings of the underworld is underhanded. The evil lies between the church and the state and the temple center just teach a lie for their personal game. But it's a challenge, but the keep the balance style, lead them on. Listen, talents are detected, keeping it balance is projected in your mind. Yes, yes. Um, Ill Conscious out of Baltimore, out of Baltimore. Um, Baltimore has a lot of great, you know, when we talk about like ideal boom bap, you know, hard drums, um, lyricism, layered works, rugged stuff, you know, and Ill Conscious, I, I would say, is the, the most lyrical out of that bunch. And it's a lot of guys, you know what I mean? Um, I've had the pleasure to be on, uh, um, to, to build with him. Um, I've been on songs with his brethren, like the brothers out of, you know, um, out of Dirt Platoon. Um, just a great musician. This is off the, uh, Acres of Diamonds album that he had produced by Mute One, a producer out of Candom, New Jersey. And, um, he, every one of his songs has some kind of depth to it, you know what I mean? And 
you know, if we're going to be battling, if we're going to be talking about alternatives, um, his lyric, his verbal dexterity is way higher than, than Lamar. You know, if we're going to be on the alternatives tip and battle it like that, he said, I see this world want to keep the devil in hibernation. Metals and blood, they settle in from inoculation, poisonous intoxication. Off the supremacy, the devil's world world is just based on the world of entropy. With religion and medicine, you submit without understanding. Mechanics, the workings of the underworld is underhanded. So there's always a lot of layering. There's always a lot of internal rhyming at the ends of ends and beginnings of bars. It, there's just so much craft work there. And all of his songs almost always mean something profound, you know, and um, that these MCs I've chosen are, are, um, have been doing it the entire decade. So the careers of these MCs like Napoleon or Inconscious and everyone else, these are people that have been releasing albums at this level uh, since the 2010s. So that that's what makes it uh, um, significant examples. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, uh, that's that's the first thing that I also felt uh, when uh, just like hearing this uh, artist for the first time, I've heard Napoleon before, but uh, hearing this uh, particular verse, uh, the thing that struck me, and again, this is something that uh, we, we would preface for every example that we're going to show, uh, we'll get through the examples quickly so we can also open up, uh, uh, you know, uh, get your critique and also open up uh, the, the, the show for callers uh, who might want to, you know, speak to to share their views on what they think of Kendrick Lamar, et cetera, um, is basically how the, the, the four or five artists that we are going to be showcasing similar, have similar like issues that they want to bring up. Like the, even though they have their own little, uh, you know, approaches to it, they have different uh, creative styles, of course, but the issues are somewhat, there's a common ground here. And uh, you kind of don't get that in, in the mainstream where, I mean, like, of course, the common ground there is hollowness. But here I feel like uh, you get, you have common ground in the, in the kind of stuff that seems to be bothering these rappers, kind of stuff that they're, that's part of their struggles. Uh, but, but, yeah, on that note, uh, we could play the next one, uh, which is by, I believe, GS Advance. Yes, GS Advance. Warrior in the garden, the gardener in the war. Now fast forward to the best part, past the story. Mad cause I couldn't put me in the categories. I feel attacked as surely watch track the warning more me vaccines for diseases created in the laboratories. I feel silenced by social media giants. Alliance is born in evil. Talking to love is quiet. Meanwhile, everyone is just going long. Weak men make hard times. You was just holding on. Some ignoring all sides. Driving in on all is wrong. Watch him going off sides. Yeah, I saw it all along. Looking at the sunrise. Look at the light shine Whoever wanna test me Know they not up in they right mind See me snatching everything I see up in my sight mind Couldn't get it If they lived through Nine million lifetimes And went back to the future And hopped in Marty McFly Ride Great Scott I'm Doc Brown Walking my dog Einstein Rewind time Patron in the black thermos Flash past the skirmish Not for the squirmish Or squeamish I leave them shook and nervous Nerving these niggas Even thinking they cooking the crook and looking for each And every one of they goods Looking to catch the purpose Mon Chi From Montauk To Waikiki Sauce to Ziki Myself Make noise, Rafiki. Please to meet me. The pleasure is yours. No need to ever wonder if I said it before. Regret it no more. Don't let it slip. Hit it with a special lap. Scoped out, flanked in with a beam me a beam. Making the desert hot. I rhyme for niggas that rewound tapes just to hear that. Yo, you heard what that nigga said and make it sound great. I've been a fool. Killing sisters after school specials. I've been killing sisters first. Nintendo's found a new level. So tell me what they chat about and tell you what they chat for. I'm sipping yak strap, rocking Mongolian yak fur.
Yeah, GS Advance out of Queens, part of the Broken Home crew, which includes Spit Gems, uh, FU, um, and, and, and a couple of other brothers that are all incredible. Um, one, of, one of the things about GS Advance is that he's a producer and he's also an MC. And I think that throughout the 2010s, he's produced a lot and made a lot of EPs. But this really... Flying a Silk, where this where this is from, and this came out earlier this year. This album was released a, a month or two ago. Um, this is his magnum opus to me, and it, it's incredible. The things he was saying, the verbal techniques, you know, and, and even the names of the songs. This this song is called Mongolian Yakfer, and he said he said fast forward to best part, past the story. Mad because I couldn't be put in a category. I feel the tactics, watch tracks, don't watch them on me. Vaccines for diseases created in their laboratories. I feel silenced by social media giants. Alliance is born in evil. Darkness you love is quiet. Meanwhile, everyone would just go along. Weak men make hard times. You were just holding on. Some just ignoring all signs. Driving and they don't know what's wrong. Watch them going off sides. Yeah, I saw it all along. You know, and I love using GS Advance as an example because GS Advance always has, and his social media and what he advocates, he's always um very out there you know what i mean he always has thoughts and ideas that are very controversial but he's also willing to to debate them he's also he's always willing to speak on them and articulate them you know and um it, it all really came across on this album and of course i said he pro- produces he, he he's he's so great at production and when, when you get an mc as dexterous dexterous as as gs advance who can produce his own music, basically what he's given himself is a blank slate to just do whatever techniques. And that's what you have on this album. It's one of the best of the year. You know what I mean? And um, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that could match that, you know? Uh, it really is one of the better albums. Yeah, and that's like someone when he goes in the flow, it's like, um, and he just starts like layering rhymes that you kind of, you know, like almost lose the the separates in the bars, you know, right. and it's just kind of like right. this continuous thing. Um, it's more mm-hmm. like, a, it's like a tapestry, right? Just right. Like, right. That's what I, what I call the, uh, the breathless flow, you know, where an MC yeah. can hold his breath. This is something that, you know, really Rakim is the innovator of, you know, study Rakim. Mm-hmm. Rakim was really about making sure you didn't hear his breaths. And some MCs do it by quietly breathing. Right. But other MCs do it though by not actually taking any space on, on, on the verse. Both extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Yeah. You know? Which I like I used to play uh I used to play saxophone and like yeah, there's like a I don't know how you even describe it, but like a trick of like taking in air, you know, mm-hmm. almost simultaneous you know, like it's you're just like recycling the air. <laughs> like you guys are like right in the <laughs> right um yeah um, yeah but it's 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 yeah it's it's incredibly difficult like like how to do it even like well rhyming is a whole nother level um but we will go on to the next um and i think this is uh yes spit gem oh no king arthur no king arthur yeah yep yes fuck design to close it Oh, sorry. Good. Fuck designer clothes. If you never moving in the honorable fashion, act is acting like you're part of the action. In real life, cut off at the casting. 
Niggas started in the game, they couldn't last and yearn to be free. But the streets asserted the fee, circle it permanently, dirt to be curbing the peace. Yo, my people search for relief through the adversity. Who's the original man? Hold it fast to the first degree, certainly G. Live this life conservatively, learning what my service be. It was confirmed for me. Reverse game, put it door up in the market, get it started, then having my money work for me. Performing open life surgery purposely with the talent of a doc from an Ivy League university. Back down to business, saying fuck this circus environment when I just loaded these rounds, clown specific. Hmm. Yeah, peace to the God. That's King Arthur. That's one of my brothers too. Um, King Arthur. Um, you know, he, he's been making... He's been releasing work since the early 2010s, late 2000s. Uh, you know, everything is so layered. Um, everything is so deft. And look what he said in this song memoir um, of his EP now streaming. He has a few EPs out this year. He had albums last year. Um, he said, you're to be free, but the streets inserted a fee circling permanently. Dirt to be curbing the peace. Yo, my people search for relief through the adversity. Who is the original man holding fast to the first degree? Certainly, G, live this life life conservatively, learning what my service will be. You know, and um, just profound how he takes it from an observation of reality, but also to the solution. And people don't understand the solution. When he said holding fast to the first degree, he's talking about the 120 lessons of us gods and earths and the opposite nation of gods and earths. And that's why he says live this life conservatively, learning what my service will be. Because when we learn that we're the true and living God, we're our services to all of humanity, not to ourselves. So it, it, it's songs with solutions and their solutions, not what, you know, what they're reading, not what the other people are telling them, but their own solutions. And King Arthur is another one, though, that can really rhyme for days on a, on a track. You know, these are MCs that pride themselves on no punch-ins, no startups. You know, and just incredible work. And, and another MC that goes that that you know most people wouldn't know about, and has made magnificent work. Like with all these MCs, if you start collecting them, though, you won't be done with one record. You'll 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 have to collect a couple of things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, that's something I think was like, <laughs> Carly and I are going through this is you like fall into like a black hole. It seems like once you find an artist, and something with the production. Um, you know, like we talk of like a lot about Napoleon, but I mean, like you were just mentioning, it's like it's not normal, at least like not from our, you know, like most, I mean, like mainstream understanding, to put out three, four, five, six records in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But from a lot of these independent artists, that's like their normal workflow. Um, yes, and, yes, and it really allows you for like a completely different experience. You know, right. from this hyped up, oh, this is coming down the line. Oh, you release one single, you know, like you get you get the single released two weeks before the album and then you get another album two months later, um, which is, yeah, it's something, the whole di- <laughs> something that's very different than this commercial stuff. Well, you know, I, I think a great example of that that goes with this is that a, sty- a, a mo- definitely a stylist on the mic and a... And a and a very abstract MC. And that's why I didn't put him in here, even though he's no less great. He's really incredible. It's Raz Fresco, uh, the guy up, he, he's up in Canada. He made an entire nine album project called Magneto Was Right. Magneto Was Right, one through nine. And the entire project 
the album covers made a complete statement cover when you put them all together. And the album was based on a theme that he felt Magneto was right. If you metaphorize that to our struggle, you know what I mean? And it, it was profound with commentary, with artistic ideas. Um, a lot of the production done by himself was, was chaotic and, and, and was strolling, you know? So when we talk about like next level work, I mean, there's guys out there with lots of it, though. And Raz Fresco would probably be my best example of that. If you're looking for somebody with depth, but also with the um, the the next level, like you want to put on a record and you say, I've never heard nothing that sounds like that. You'd probably go there, you know? Yeah. And um, on that note, like, I feel like uh, we, we have two more artists uh, that we wanted to show. One of them actually is a surprise for you, Sonia, is because... Uh, I couldn't find the other artists that you had suggested, but there was, this was also someone you said uh, you wanted on the list. So uh, first, uh, first we got uh, Split Gems with uh, Industrial Revelation, uh, which is a pretty cool, weird little track uh, that I loved hearing. Hip-hop went from arresting presidents to taking flicks with racist eugenicists. Like breaking bread with Satan is devilish. Nah. Sacrificing fans for political benefit. Wow. It's safe to say these snakes are trading mother for membership. Radio silence turning blind eyes to the censorship. There's no such thing as unquestionable science. Nah. There's no such thing as an OG that's compliant. Nah. Blasphemous, ravenous actors worshiping Baphomet. Blasting sex and violence to babies inside their bassinet. Rap is just the apparatus they use in the Cast the net, the big homies a doofus, he not a silverback. And use a Judas, but Satan don't want a silverback. Fuck the industry, don't sell your soul. Keep your faith in the Lord and maintain self-control. If you understand the truth, break it down for the youth. Cause the desert needs water and the sick needs. Yeah, my brother spit gems. I, I think those lyrics that were were on that particular segment speak for itself. The whole song Industrial Revolution off his homeschool EP, you literally have to contact Spit Gems on, on social media to get it. You know what I mean? He hates the industry so much. You know what I mean? And um, he's been not just a good MC the last 10 plus years, but he's been one of the top greatest, easily one of the top greatest. It was actually at his fuck the radio album release party in about, I think it was 2013 where after I had a discussion with uh, Napoleon, the legend, I was sitting there watching his whole broken home crew with the great FU, one of the most charismatic MCs I ever heard. Uh, a one, uh, 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 starving B was there. Nems was there, right? This is before bing bong. Uh, AG, the coroner was there. So many MCs were there. And I was thinking about Ka, I was thinking about Rock Marciano, all of these great MCs that had just come out. And I said, this is a renaissance, like just something new is happening here. And um, I felt like I was the only one seeing it. And that's why I came up with Invisible Renaissance. But Spit Gems catalog, album for album since the 2010s, um, has been stellar. I, I call these MCs that are the greatest, I call them essential MCs if you're a collector. And he's definitely one of them, just like the polling is. Uh, um, and he, he, you know, he's only gotten more confrontational. He's only gotten more controversial because he refuses to buckle down to pressures of any kind. And he lets it all be known on the mic. You know what I mean? And all of the, when you listen for muscle rappers that are, they think they're tough and they're strong, Spit Gems actually is one of those guys. You know what I mean? 
Not only is he physically tough enough, he's also been through the street life. He's been through prison. He's been through all of that and doesn't advocate that like, you know, so many others. He advocates something totally profound and it's it's always commendable. It's always inspirational and it's never corny, you know, it's always real talk. So he's one of the greats. He's one of the greats. And I think if someone becomes a deep collector of hip hop post 2010, they have to have an album, album or four from spit gems in their collection, you know? Yeah. And the, and the last, last one that we got, uh, is, and then after that, we can open it, open it up for calls, uh, is, uh, arguably one of the few people that I've, that I've heard who's, uh, sampled the, the great Angela Davis. Um, and this was in an album that came out, uh, last year called Jane Wayne, uh, the, the villain, uh, this is mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Let go of everything that you thought it was. I'm leaving this prison camp, travel for all of us. It's a distraction, the truth told in a tiny fraction. It's sad, but I really had to take some action. You never loaded that. What you think you packing? I'm all of you anyway, got too many plays. I'm the champion, woke up feeling amped again. Too many secrets, intimidation, and tampering. Won't hold my power back. Be answering, come back and tell the story. I got something for my fans again. It's all good and well, y'all be into branding men, thinking you important, telling yourself you expanding it. In other words, we might be able to win some victories in the arena of civil rights, but we would not be capable of overturning the structures of capitalism. As a matter of fact, uh, solidarity with the Palestinian struggle and support for the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement should be on the agenda of all progressive struggles today. Yeah, peace to the Queen Nejma Nefertiti. Um, you know, one of the greats of of, of today. Um. She, you know, she's really come on the last few years with her greatest works. And, I, you know, she's emblematic of this. You know, it's a great choice because you don't, if you learn about Nejma, you learn about her as an activist first, you know, and then everything else is informed by that sensibility. So there's such a balance of her activism and her love for hip hop. You know what I mean? And um, you go on her social media, Nejma Nefertiti and, you know, you can see the hunger. Like, she has a hunger that is very rare, you know? And um, she makes beautiful music, makes beautiful music, and she's one of the best now, you know? Absolutely. Well, one thing uh, I'll say this, too, is, like, uh, for people, for the crowd listening, um, it's uh, open up if you want to ask any questions. Um, and I think this is probably one of the best the best times to call in um, and, and, and be able to pick uh, Sunia's brain. Uh, but something on, on, on Nejma, um, I think what's interesting is that uh, they Napoleon and, and Nejma came on and talked about how they had met. Um, and it wasn't through music. It was through uh, working and do, uh, doing a um, poetry and, and, uh, and, and hip-hop uh, writing clinic at, uh, at a prison, you know, and it had to deal with also with, like, you know, like the juvenile detention center. Uh, and then after that, you know, they started <laughs> making music together. And I think that is a testament of like, you know, not only those two, but a lot of these artists are coming at this, you know, they're living their lives that just happen to be 
uh, as artists. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not something, you know, superficial. Um, that just like, this is what I'm going to do to make money. Or, you know, I got to make myself into something that I'm not in order to, you know, fit the mainstream, you know, product. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just important to highlight that. Agreed. Agreed. So there, there's um, so many. Um, I, I was thinking immediately, obviously, of, of Zagnif Nori. Zagnif Nori literally is Iron Fingers written backwards. And um, Zagnif is um, one of the most profound, you know, because his layering is always deft. He always tries to write things of a deeper nature. Um, and probably one of the most aggressive, you know, him and, um, for example, him, Zagnif Nori and King Arthur made one of the great albums last year, um, called Killer's Manual. And it was them taking on the persona that they're warriors in this struggle, you know, in the streets. And they just went back to back, you know, uh, MCs that have all the lyrical skill, the deafness. And um, so, you know, we want to hear techniques and we want to hear depth in the techniques. There's so many guys out there. And like I said, it's hard to define great MCs as being this or that because people don't understand the lyrics, you know. So you you wouldn't see someone that you would gauge as a street MC as being profoundly conscious or being profoundly deep. Um or having deep things to say because we caricature a lot of the artists that we get with. You know, that's a problem that that doesn't seem to mar Kendrick Lamar. You know, he revels in that, but it actually affects others. You know what I mean? And there, there's so much out there, you know. Um, so you have MCs like, like, for example, you have MCs that on the surface would seem like, yo, this is just drug dealer rap. This is just the street hustles. And but the deeper that you listen to Ransom, right, who especially especially if you listen to his latest uh, album with, uh, produced by uh, Nicholas Craven, um, trying to remember the name of it. Um, it just came out like a few weeks ago. Uh, I get the name right now. But Ransom, who did a great album with Rome Streets last year, um, Ransom will sound like he's just talking about the hustle. But when you listen deeper in the lyrics, it's basically, it's almost like when people write art of war books, but for business or for regular life and things like that. He's taking the ideas and thing, principles and ethos and mentalities that he learned to survive in the streets and literally is applying them to a daily situation. And um, it's some of the most profound rhymes that that latest album is called No Rest for the Wicked. You know, and this is what I mean. No one... The average person isn't going to rank him as conscious. And yet I could quote lines and lines from him all day that are so much, so useful to the average person. You know what I mean? Um, there's crews out there that are collectives about stuff, you know, and, and I, I say that obviously with myself in mind. Um, when, if you, if anybody's ever heard of Prince Power Rule, of, of Power Rule, Right. In the 90s, uh, one of the first Puerto Rican MC to have a solo deal. Right. He had the same solo deal at the same time as Tupac. He came back years later solo, but then decided to make a crew called the Leftovers NYC. And he called it the Leftovers because he saw that uh, white whites that were gentrifying Bushwick um, in Brooklyn were calling the Puerto Ricans left there and other and other blacks left there the Leftovers. 
And he took that slur and said, I'm going to call us the leftovers. And he, and he assembled an entire um, uh, group of MCs, producers, artists, writers as myself to be part of the leftovers NYC. You know, so you have collectives like that. You have MCs that as far as technical ability are miles ahead of Lamar, right? That have been doing it since the mid 2000s, like Sky Zoo. And Sky Zoo's, Sky Zoo's very last album last year was literally an entire project built around the theme of gentrification, you know? And, um, I get the name for that. All the brilliant things, you know? And, um, these are one of the rare good albums that genius.com actually has the lyrics. I mean, you could just read them because he's very, you know, and it, it's just, it's just mind blowing that someone like, let's, let's say a Sky Zoo that has so many inflections, that's such a stylist that really beautifies the delivery of the word isn't seen as commercial. And yet I would, to me, and this is, you know, where my bias has to kick in, but I let people know the bias is kicking in. Um, it is far more entertaining than, than Kendrick Lamar, you know what I mean? And has a lot more dexterity as well, you know? And, and so we have MCs like that throughout this era, you know, we have MCs like this throughout this era, um, that have been, that have been dominating with this kind of death. We have militant groups like the duo, the Puerto Rican duo, Billion Man Rebellion, um, who have really been on that, 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 that tip, you know what I mean? Um, of militancy, you know, so as far as revolution stuff, it's also why a lot of Lamar's lyrics very much pale. They don't call for anything. They don't pinpoint things. And this why is this important? This is important because the most, the most, if you categorize every MC, which I've done in my book, I put them in loose categories where they overlap, of course, because MCs are never one thing. But the category that gets filled the most is what I call the crime rhyme street lyricist. And the crime rhyme street lyricist, the majority of them though are so profound, right? In good ways, but also negative ways. In other words, Raekwon and Ghostface already went through all of the drug dealing raps. So in this era, since the 2010s, the only way to have more profound songs of that crime rhyme street life uh, reality is to what? To be more detailed than the lyrics. So now you hear lyrics that are far more detailed, you know? And what I mean by detailed is not some young thug stuff where you're saying, listen, I killed him on, on 10th Street at the hour of this on this day. No, not like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean the detail of the sacrifice, the detail of what it's like to feel this way, the detail of the betrayals, the detail of the daily life uh, of this uh, of this type of hustle. and um. When you look at things like that, that goes in to say that if that detail is increased, then that means simultaneously the detail expected of the revolutionary has also increased tenfold. You see? And so the revolutionary MC that is very detailed is also something that has been expected and has been often fulfilled in this underground, you know? And it's something that um, is, is overlooked completely. You know, is really overlooked completely because people aren't looking at the depth of the music. They're not following at all. And uh, it's a shame. It's really it's really a shame because the more I see it, the more I say, wow, this thing really is invisible. You know what I mean? To so many. Right. And, and yet there are so many great MCs that have just 
you know, that have just dominated. And people won't know about these records until later, you know? Right. But uh, this is like a good good place for us to actually like call the conversation because like you've actually ended on the right note uh, of like the amount of detail and the amount of dexterity that is required of any artist, uh, who, regardless of what track they're in in the, in the hip hop world um, and how like Kendrick Lamar isn't quite rising to that level. Um, and Marcus, do you have, uh, what are your final thoughts on this? Um, yeah, and I think, uh, no calls because, uh, our guest Sunya did such a great job of giving, uh, an overwhelming amount of not only just great analysis of, of, of revolutionary music, but, um, a lot of homework to do to, you know, <laughs> make sure that we're catching up. But, um, and one of the things that I think is great too, that, I've, um, and actually after, I think, uh, Napoleon, uh, was the first one to kind of like, uh, put you on our radar uh, uh, months ago is that yeah, just some of, a lot of the uh, writing that you do and uh, that your publication does about new albums that are coming out um, from independent and underground artists. So if you would, please tell the people where you, they can find you um, and everything that you got going on. Sure, sure. Um, and then hopefully we can, we can have you back sometime. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm on social media, Sunez, S-U-N-E-Z, on Instagram, Sunez7, that's the number seven, on Twitter. Um, my writings come out on premierhiphop.com, premier with an E at the end, you know, don't write like DJ Premier, premierhiphop.com. And, you know, I have a lot of books out. You know, I have the reel of 2021 and 2020. Uh, it's a 400-plus page book, you know, detailing. Uh, all the great albums, the artists, the, the details. Uh, so like if, you know, a best of, a best of like when people give their best of albums in hip hop today, it's, it's no good anymore. It's no good anymore because it doesn't really give you like a spectrum of what they looked at, you know? So I try to show you everything I looked at. You, know, you have to ask me what I really like best some other time, you know what I mean? Or just read what I write the most about, you know, the longest about is probably the best clue. But um, I also have other books. Um, what I do as a hip-hop journalist, I also consider it a creative element as part of hip-hop. And so to do that, I creatively, I write my pieces in a creative fashion, whether with poetry and prose mixed in between the most technical, uh, the technical reviews and, and, and features and interviews. And so I extracted a lot of those art pieces and put them in a book called Art on Art, Creations That Born This Hip-Hop Element. And those are my two latest books out. And um, I also host a Power Ride show on a podcast on Vivo, uh, which is about my element of hip-hop. I interview a lot of people that I, I think are great. Uh, my latest one is with Rim from, uh, you know, from Brooklyn out, out there in Brownsville. And, uh, you know, he's one of the great MCs. And um, I also do T DJ Toshi's Classic Storm Radio. I host that show as well, which is one of the great... Um, you know, music podcast with interviews that really have a pulse about, you know, the latest hip hop, you know, we're with them. We're with them. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, we know most of these people personally. So, you know, and if not, we go find them, you know, we go find them to know them personally, to get insights about them, you know? So, you know, it's a lot of stuff I've, I've been putting out there. So definitely people can find, ask questions and, you know, you know, so I think in the context, I guess to me in, in, in someone's collection, you know, Kendrick Lamar is just another good guy. He just happens to be the guy that's blowing up. Unlike in the 90s when you would see a Nas blow up, you'd say, wow, this guy really is one of the best. You know, that's mm. 
in people's perspectives, they think the same way happens, but that's actually not the case though. The, the, the guy who blows up though is not, it's not the NBA anymore. You know, the best players don't get into the league, you know, that money league. They don't get in the money league, you know, yeah. it's different time now, you know, it's, it's a different standard and stuff, you know, so when we use those old standards though, we miss most of the great music, you know, and, and stuff that, if you get into it, though, you hear stuff that you did not hear in the 90s, you know, real next level stuff. Word, absolutely. All right. Um, well, thank you. Thank you again for your time. Um, thank you all for listening. And we will be back tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Uh, and I guess look out for the tweets and, and all those things. But uh Thanks again for listening, and we are out of here.